will always have the memes. We will always have the memes. That's for us. That's for us. That's like being at the bottom of the wishing well in the Goonies. For all of you out there who have uh, grown up on the internet, you know, you know the good stuff. Well, we'll always have the memes. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it is a custom of ours to try to push through all of the stuff that is bothering our stomachs after an election. That's right. It's post-election indigestion. And we are just going to go through some stuff. I'm just going to dump my thoughts out there as, as usual. I'm going to open up the lines and you guys and gals can call in on the Skype. You can call in through the Discord. Um, actually, let me... Uh, I can edit the, the channel in there. Let's see. Election line. Election theory. I'm going to put in... Uh, there's now an election theory line in a Discord, so you can jump into that. And then there's 914-595-6953. So uh, we're just going to go through some stuff because there's a lot of questions. First of all, it's not... It, it just wasn't the the doors in the, uh, the... The elevator doors in The Shining. because, Like Joe Rogan said... Because unlike what we all see with our eyes and what we can feel with our gut and we just know where the momentum is, you have a, a, uh, a, a bullshit, a bullshit diaper-wearing president that, um, that his closest allies in the media can't even lie about him being over 35% approval. So it's just, what, what are you going to go by? You're going to go by the things you see, the things you feel, the way, uh, the, way the, 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 the dollars in your wallet are able to purchase things as opposed to what they were able to do a year or three ago. And, um, and you go from there because as far as election day goes, the rules have changed. And w once we get a hold of that and understand it and accept it, then at least we'll have a little bit more healthier outlook and you go into these these nights with a, a little bit more of a keep your enthusiasm curbed kind of a situation like you know i i look at and i, I like when people are enthusiastic enthusiasm is is fantastic but uh when i see people on the internet tweeting all day hold the line like, what are you doing? What do you mean? Hold the line. Where are you right now? Are you in your Are you in your in your living room on the couch? Are you holding the line from your from your your car? Are you parked in Are you stuck in traffic? Are you Are you holding the line? Where are you holding the line from? It's like that's not gonna That's not gonna fix fix anything. So I understand that it, it all has to be a little bit more constructive and a little bit more tempered. And tonight we're going to go for silver linings because it's not all bad. And then we're just going to talk about reality. And then I, we, we have to get into, I want to hear some of your, your thoughts and opinions on the, on the fighting back and forth about whether or not Donald Trump is a positive or a negative force in all of this now. There's a lot of that going on last night. Um, so, I mean, and I can easily play devil's advocate with all of it. But honestly, I, I don't really have an opinion. But I want to read through some stuff and hear what you guys and gals think at home. I don't have any guests um, planned tonight. I didn't want to uh, overburden Rich because, you know, we, we got him so much over the last few nights. It doesn't really just take it easy, do your thing. And uh, I'm just going to talk with the audience. 
So that is where we will go from there. Now, as far as you guys and gals, I would encourage you again to call in whenever you can and share what you'd like. Keep your thoughts nice and concise and a little bit of an elevator pitch. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? If I have any follow-up questions, I'll definitely ask you, but I'd love to get as many people on as possible. Not shooing you off, of course, but obviously for nights like tonight, if we want to gauge a little bit from a, a larger sample of callers, just give me what you got, and let's keep it moving. Um, that's it. November 9th, 2022. It's the Wednesday night edition. So for my plug tonight, I would like to say go to the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv. That's the best thing I can say. Affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv. It has all of our friends there. Everybody that you should be shopping with uh, for yourself, for people, special occasions. Christmas is coming up. You got to go out there and stuff some stockings, ladies and gentlemen. And there's no better place to do it than on the Quite Frankly Affiliates page. Blue Monster Prep, Secret Nature CBD. Get some pre-rolls for people in your life that need to relax. The Apex Water. Uh, get somebody some sessions with Rob. KungFuChannel.com. Buy some, buy some Christmas and New Year's sessions with the Qigong with Rob. Uh, Dr. Gottwoods, I want to I take a moment. I'll, I'll plug them again. But Dr. Gottwoods Creations, they were so kind. Reached out to me, the doc did, and said, Frank, we would love to send you some of our, our very own wood, our woodworking creations over here. I think there are another one of the, the audience members out there that took the opportunity during the last couple of years to just put all their time and efforts into things that they love. And woodworking is what they love over there. And we got a absolutely stunning piece of wood sent over to us that was made as a um, a stove stove top cover. We got a half stove top cover. Lauren w was went nuts for it. She picked it all out. And they sent over a pepper mill and it's terrific. So if there's people in your life that you know you're shopping with uh, for that, it is, that's all beautiful stuff. Go check them out. Lefty's hand rolled cigars, Nordic coffee. Now that you have the quite frankly daily roast is on riseandgrind.us. Promo code frankly gets 10% off. Uh, Flip City magazine, so you get printed comedy that you don't get that much anymore. Uh, Jay Gulanello, go and talk to him about whatever. Yes, cacao, botanical chocolates, magic chocolate. So there's so much there. Our gold dealer, quite frankly, dot gold, wise wolf, gold and silver. That's my plug for tonight. Go to the affiliates page and just see what's what it would be good for you and for people in your life for the holidays and birthdays and graduations and all that other stuff. Pregnancies, housewarmings. We just need a winery in there. We don't have a, a official, quite frankly, wine yet, which would be nice. All right, all right. Thank you, guys. Let's go into the grab bag. It'll be a short one because I just want to get into the talk about last night. CNBC reports Meta used to be the, the artist formerly known as Facebook laying off more than 11,000 employees. That's a pretty big cut. Uh, Zuckerberg's letter announcing the cuts has been published as well. Meta is laying off 13% of its staff or more than 11,000 employees, CEO Mark Zuckerberg told employees on Wednesday. Meta provided lukewarm guidance in late October for its upcoming fourth quarter earnings at spooked investors and caused its shares to sink nearly 20%. 
The company's costs and expenses jumped 19% year over year in the third quarter to two uh, to 21.1 billion costs and expenses 22.1 billion i'm sorry 22.1 today i'm sharing some of the most difficult changes we've made in meta's history zuckerberg said in a letter i've decided to reduce the size of our team by about 13% and let more than 11,000 of our talented employees go we are taking a number of additional steps to become a leaner and more efficient company by cutting discretionary spending and extending our hiring freeze through Q1. So, and I needed a little extra money to build myself a fake pool in my, my Nintendo Wii apartment complex. So, not good news there. Ukraine Zelensky sets conditions for genuine peace talks with Russia, reports the Wall Street Journal. I was reading through this um, semi-seriously, and then I got to one part. I'll get to it right there. Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky said he was open to genuine peace talks with Russia following pressure from Western backers to signal readiness for negotiations amid concerns about the rising costs of the eight-month war. Mr. Zelensky and Ukrainian conditions for talks included returning Ukrainian control over its territories, compensating Kiev uh, for Moscow's invasion, and bringing justice to perpetrators of war crimes. Okay, so that's where I stopped reading the article. <laughs> Give it all back. All right, so that's not happening. So I moved on from this, but I figured let me just throw it into the mix because you guys might think it's funny. Ian Miles Chong put this out here. You have probably seen this footage. Hollywood Hollywood nincompoop. Sean Penn. I was going to use the R word, but I have to use it in a clinical sense later on tonight. I think you know who I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> Hollywood nincompoop. Sean Penn gives his Oscar, his Best Actor Award Oscar, which is so ironic, or apropos, I don't know, to give a, a best, a, a one actor rewarding another actor a silly trophy. He gave his Oscar to President Zelensky, okay? Here he is sitting down with him with the cameras rolling. They put the nice dramatic music in the background. And he's sitting down at a long uh, conference table with Zelensky at the head of it. And you'll see he's going to reach into his backpack and take out his prized golden dildo. This is for you. Oh, Sean. Yes. <laughs> no, please. It was, is yours. No, I... I feel terrible outside. I just, it's just a symbolic, silly thing. Yes, but, but I, if but I know, but if I know this is here with you, then I'll, then I'll feel better and stronger for the fight. So great, great honor, but, yeah. but until we win. When you, when you win, bring it back to Malibu. Correct. Yes. Great. Okay. Because I'll feel okay. much better knowing there's a piece of me here. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Penn will feel a lot better knowing there's a piece of him in, uh, in, in Ukraine, and the piece of him is, of course, his Oscar. So he said, you can bring it back to me in Malibu. When it, when it returns, it's going to be in slightly different condition. It's going to be a little bit more tarnished, rusted. I don't know. Does gold rust? So it's just ridiculous.
I really could not care less. I thought I couldn't care less. That's a surprising thing. I thought I couldn't care less. And I find lesser ways to care. Lesser ways to care. I think that's how you say it. Anyway, that's the end of the pre-show. I tweeted out all of the pertinent links to watch this on demand or live right now on Twitter and Truth and Gab and Getter and Telegram. It's all out there. Be a sponsor, a social media sponsor of the show tonight, and please share it up. Thank you guys so much. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. and stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! So, welcome ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. I feel like, you know, it's very weird about last night. Uh, how do you feel? How does everybody at home feel? I left here earlier than usual, and I... I still feel like I was here all night. It's very, it's, it's odd. It took a lot out of me. <laughs> it just took a lot out of me, I guess. I thought I was here all night, but still a four, nearly four-hour broadcast. We used to do it a lot more, but um, not used to it anymore. And, uh, and when there's no real big payoff at the end, then it's just a, you're just going on a four-hour jog. So there's that. But um, I got to say, just putting it on out there, this is why I keep myself very reserved with expectations for nights like last night. I get encouraged by the momentum. I get encouraged about seeing the crossover and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, And nothing has changed in that respect as far as last night goes with what we were saying, what to be excited about. Even before it was really starting to, we were starting to get a gauge on how the early positive crazy momentum was starting to slow down once again. But uh, in reality, always remember, at least this is what I remind myself about. We are looking at a mental, spiritual, and generational shift in sentiments that is going a little bit more sane, a little bit more daring, a little bit more uh, skeptical, which is great because if you have healthy skepticism, you're going to start asking eventually some really good questions, and the answers you get back will only fuel that skepticism and build new bonds and new trusts, and that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. At least there's a lot, uh, there's a window of opportunity there. 
because it's all about the new generations here. This fight is going to outlive us all. Um, but um, that generational shift is only being sloppily covered up at the moment, sloppily at best, especially since the youth who had two years of their lives stolen from all this nonsense with COVID, the lockdowns, uh, working class families who had their savings cut into and their jobs held at ransom with these genetic injections. They've lost the plot uh, with, with Hispanic Americans, especially when it comes to illegal immigration. Look no further than Miami-Dade down there in Florida. I think that's south behind me. But um, that's really, th- those are all fantastic things. But the plans that the plotters have for the planet Remember, you have to think globally about this. They cannot be derailed. They cannot be delayed any longer. They try, try, and it's going to continue. And that's why I said when Rich was on um, both Monday night and for a little bit on Tuesday night, his line of work and anybody who does stuff like that, political analysis, which to that degree, especially when it comes to elections and ballots and the math that goes into it, I don't do any of that stuff. I like asking questions and listening But in his line of work, it's essential to understanding reality, the situational awareness of the people around us, the views that they have on, uh, you know, one or however many topical issues. Um, It's like almost like the way that we know how to prioritize money issues over abortion, how most people do that any day of the week, that kind of stuff. That's essential to understanding why, or at least validating what we all think, feel, and see, why a red massacre should be on the way. And you'd think that in the condition that we're in right now, with the president that is in the White House right now, with how exposed he is, and how bad things are going, that it would have been prime, prime for a steamrolling. But in order to predict and understand what results you are going to get, as opposed to all the conditions that we're living in and what should happen, then, as I said with Rich, you have to think like a criminal. You must think like a criminal. And then you need to think globally, not just about we want to take so-and-so county because the education money is there, is there is good, and we're going to skim off the top, and well, you know it's just like local little... It's not like that. We're talking about a global operation. So other than that, When all said and done, the House will have been won by a good margin. I I think maybe 15, 20 seats over. We'll see. But the House is going to have been won. And it looks like Kerry Lake, according to all the people I trust the most, is going to have a chance to do for Arizona what Ron DeSantis did for Florida. And that's the most important thing. Florida is what the country would have looked like and Guam should I say because remember in 2020 I said my bellwether my bellwether uh, state in the the union was New Hampshire so what happened to New Hampshire well you had the entire state state legislature and all these uh, these down ballot positions in the state really go and very I guess you can call it conservative Republican not Democrat ways but then it went they gave their electoral college votes to Joe Biden. Didn't make any sense. I said, New Hampshire is probably what so much of the country would be. So much of the country would be 
just that flushing through. Well, Guam is my is my bellwether this time. It would have been thousands of Guams all across from coast to coast. We would have seen those headlines: thirty year, forty year, fifty year held Democrat stronghold seat and position, and blah blah blah. Flipped red for the first time. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah wet behind the ears candidate. Blah blah. Bootstrap shit. You know. It, that's just what it had been. I know, uh, but Florida is a lot is a greater sample, a greater sample, and Carrie Lake does. It seems like she's going to have an opportunity to do for Arizona what DeSantis did for Florida. You can only hope. You could only hope, because um, had other states outside of like Tennessee and Kentucky were able to get the COVID mail-in ballots nonsense corrected and back to sanity. Oh, man, it, it would have been a, it really would have been the bloodbath. You're telling me that in, in the whole state of California, they didn't bleed anything. Nothing was turned over significantly in California. California was beat up just as badly as, uh, it, bad, I don't know, who was beat up worse than Californians by their state government in the COVID shit? Australians? So, you know, we, there's a lot to be said about California as a, as a political entity, but you can't tell me that the people were, were okay with that and weren't trying to... to I mean, even, even uh, the Young Turks, Chunk at the Young Turks, w- wants to see the entire, the entire gaggle over there that controls L.A. to be swapped out. So it's just, it's just one of those things, man. It's one of those things. And, uh, but I want to read a few things with you couple of headlines. Well, what are some of the headlines in Citizen Free Press? Let's see. Update. Arizona expects to have all ballots counted by tomorrow. Next Maricopa drop at 7 p.m. Eastern or 8 p.m. Eastern. I heard that that is the drop that puts Carrie Lake over. Um, Bitcoin meltdown. Let's see. Republicans win all three open seats in Ohio Supreme Court. Five states voted on legalizing marijuana. Interesting results. Sir Evelyn de Rothschild dead at 91. New Jersey County reported problem with Dominion scanners. Dominion blames printing issue. Lauren Bober is fighting for her life. Now within 2,200 votes. With 28,000 votes still to be counted. And Mark Fincham in Arizona is in striking distance. That's what he says. That's what they say. Another headline, Republicans see gains in midterms, but red wave hopes fade as Democrats outperform. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, they outperformed all right. I I a lot of see people like calls for moderation. Guys, we just have to come to to grips. The Democrats outperformed. Yeah? On on what basis? What? What is it? Sure, they have plenty of culty people that that follow them around, but, you know, when you're bleeding support, when you're seeing normally reliable demographics of voters that are, are splintered and now bleeding and jumping ship altogether, how the hell do you outperform? I know I was only joking when I said that me and Lauren and the baby went to go vote yesterday and we were awarded several votes each. I was only, you know, you can't actually outperform. One person goes into a ballot box and normally one vote is cast. So how do they keep doing this when they have less and less people, less of their key demographics actually showing up to support them? I don't know. 
I don't know. But yeah, yes. Under the new rules, ladies and gentlemen, there is plenty, plenty of outperforming. You hide your candidate for as long as you can. You let the media try to carry them to the finish line. No debates, unless it's just you must. You know, Katie Hobbs did not. They allowed her to, to, to just hide in Arizona. The Fetterman guy, he, it, it seems like he had to take at least one day on the stage against Dr. Oz because uh, the, 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 what call, the opinions about him was that he couldn't even put a, a sentence together. So you got to try to prove people wrong there. But other than that, they, they love hiding candidates, avoiding debates. You have your media push out thousands of polls that grant people, depending on who they are, either undue optimism and confidence or undue pessimism to try to keep them home. And then you mess with the mail, early voting for weeks, counting for days afterwards. It's it's. This is the new rules. Yes, under the new rules, Democrats seem to outperform splendidly, don't they? So, um, and when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about Pennsylvania, my God, let's just we'll get to that in a second. We're going to go to this. Here's Publius 2.0, Gateway pundit, put it out there not too long. It feels like we are watching the first wholly manufactured election in our history in which all key competitive races were programmed by Langley. Guest post by Publius 2.0. It seriously feels like we are watching the first wholly manufactured in history by Langley. Americans are suffering through the most crushing economic conditions, rampant crime, reckless foreign nuclear flirtations, most aggressive perverse assaults on family and parental rights in history, all topped off by an embarrassing unpopular disaster in the White House, leading a shrill, tin-eared, bellicose fascist junta that appears indifferent to the ordeal they are inflicting on working people. And yet the Democrat monolith is barely dented. Either the country as, uh, has large states filled with brainwashed zealots who are too stupid and mindless to comprehend the reality of the collective damage that they are ra- uh, ratifying with votes for at best lackluster, at worst appallingly unimpressive, if not foolish candidates, or we are seeing direct black box voting manipulation. Maybe a little bit of both, obviously. Final tabulations are being per, uh, perpetrated on a scale that renders typical ballot or voter fraud schemes unnecessary anachronisms as the decis- uh, decisive votes that have now kept the ruling junta largely intact. At worst, they are literal fabrications piled onto Democrat vote totals by a few keystrokes entered in some master election hacking operation run by IC criminals in a league with and part of the Democrat crime syndicate. The experts Lindell brought uh, t- together have been quite explicit in factually well-supporting and laying out how the fraud goes far deeper and is more comprehensive than any sort of the ham-handed ballot harvesting, box, uh, ballot box stuffing, or illegal voting schemes on the ground. It would be suicidally ludicrous to think that this pack of criminals won't use every last means as, at their disposal to the bitter end. And there's no good old Fox News chipper has ever and there's, and there's good old Fox News, chipper as ever, as they announce the results of the massive national fraud without a slightest question as to why every indication has somehow been wrong, choosing only to focus on the handful of obvious victories that were allowed to go forward because they were either too inevitable or simply unnecessary to reverse. 
the actual pedantic talking, the usual pedantic talking heads are actually saying this is some sort of huge indictment of the Republican Party. As these thin margins demonstrate in these close defeats, the usurper demons are clever enough not to try to manufacture landslides for their brain-dead puppets. And then, of course, there's a, a brewing bunch of controversy in Arizona to distract from the rest of the uh, thefts that they pulled off around the country without a trace. There are some people like Publius 2.0 that are really hard up on that and um, think that that is the only thing at play. I, I, I would not doubt a lot of it. I really wouldn't. Uh, for example, going to Pennsylvania, he mentioned Fetterman for a little bit, so I skipped over it because I knew I was going to talk about this. But in my personal opinion, ladies and gentlemen, and this might be another one I have to delete off of YouTube if we're even allowed to complete this broadcast, is um, is that there's no way in hell the Democrats won in Pennsylvania. Uh, at, at least the Senate. I mean, there, then there's the governors. I just don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, it just doesn't it doesn't feel right. Pennsylvania is a garnet red state. No doubt about it. But you ladies and gentlemen out there in PA, you're being you're being colored blue against your will with permanent marker. That's what's happening. But again, uh, again, what changed? That's the bigger question. What has changed since 2020 when the rules changed? And what will change now that states like Pennsylvania have to deal with at least two more years. I, I think that they're two-year governor's terms, but at least two more years of a Democrat governorship over there, which has been granted permission by the Chief Justice of the United States himself to cut the state legislatures out of the process of crafting election law, which is Article 2 of the Constitution. So you're going to have at least two more years, which means that Pennsylvania is probably screwed for 2024 as well, because how the hell are you going to get the governor on board with signing any laws into place that take this advantage away. And the longer that states like Arizona or Pennsylvania are screwed into bluer shades like this, the quicker it becomes normalized for people out there who don't really know too much. And once you challenge the normal, once everybody just sees, oh, well, you know, uh, Pennsylvania's trending blue. It's just a blue state now. I don't know what to tell you because they don't ask any questions. Once you start challenging the normal, then you're attacking democracy. You see how this goes? So you only have a couple of election cycles to fix things and fix it quick. In, in, in Arizona, uh, if, if Carrie Lake does get in there, which it seems like everybody that I'm most confident in their analysis is confident that she's getting in, then she has uh, the, the entirety of her first term to work with the Arizona State Legislature to do. Uh, she should be on the phone with Ron DeSantis the first day, copying notes. Give me your notes. She, she say, fax over your notes, please. I want all of your homework. Because that'll, um, that'll be big. That'll be big for them. And my, and my God, what is more indicative of how Pennsylvania and the rest of us, let's be honest, how we're getting screwed other than John Fetterman. What's bigger than John Fetterman as as example of how we're being screwed? Now, you can talk about Dr. Oz being a crap choice and candidate all you want because we have, and it's a terrible candidate, and I didn't know why uh, President Trump was willing to endorse and Oprah endorsed pro, at least at one point,
pro-transgender surgery abortion guy. I mean, the television person. There's nobody else. There was nobody else. So I understand not a good candidate, and we've talked about it a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy I didn't have to make that choice. I don't have any choices. I went out and I just thought, whatever. Whoever's names or whatever. Because, my, because ultimately, what the hell is this now? But good God in heaven. Good God in heaven. Now, Congress was never off limits to the mentally challenged. Attaining that position was never off limits to those who are mentally challenged. See Hank Johnson, Ted Lieu. There's plenty of them out there. But we're talking about a chemically retarded man. I'm, t- I'm speaking purely clinical here. He has been mentally retarded. He's, in- he's incapacitated. Fetterman being sent to the U.S. Senate is purely a taunt. This is taunting. That's all that is. It's a taunt. They are taunting all of us, not just Pennsylvanians. Let's face it. If they can send Joe Biden to the White House, this was simple. Okay, and it's not ad hominem. I promise you that. He's been mentally incapacitated. This is a clinical reality. You know, I, 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 you can, I, and I'll even play devil's advocate and say, as far as the face-off between he and Oz, you can say, well, you know, Fetterman being in there, at least you know exactly who he is. Oz is just a, a, um, a candidate that's going to let you down. He's just going to, he's going to betray you anyway because we know what his history has been. You know what? It, it, anything's valid. But let's just be honest here. This is a taunt. So, um, plenty of stupid people in the country who vote, but but not like this. I, I can't put this on all of them. But um, that's what you have. That is what we have here right now. I have a couple other things I want to read. Now, let's go to some, before we get to the, the, the Donald Trump thing, which maybe I'll save for a little bit later when we start taking your calls. Here's a couple of short threads. First one is from Kyle Becker. And then we're going to go over to the Trump thing, and then I have uh, a little bit more. First one up is from Kyle Becker. Here we go. So I'm supposed to believe that Katie Hobbs trounced Carrie Lake in Purple, Arizona, which it wasn't a trouncing, um, but when you talk about Carrie Lake going in with like an eight-point lead, and we're seeing this squeaking, squeaking past the finish line thing, uh, 24 hours later going on. When I woke up this morning, uh, Katie Hobbs had a two-point lead. So it, it, it is, it is. I guess it is akin to a trouncing compared to where it was a few days ago. Kyle Becker says, so I'm supposed to believe that Katie Hobbs trounced Carrie Lake in Purple, Arizona, but Lee Zeldin was so close to Hochul in deep blue New York that he lifted upstate districts and helped flip them red. Again, at least make it believable. 10 points, really? Here you go. 10 points, really? Carrie Lake was the odds-on favorite in the betting markets. All those guys, stupid when they put money on this race? Come on. Also, 538 gives Lake 64 and 100%, a 100% chance of winning this race based on aggregation of weighted polling data. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I mentioned the betting, the betting sites and all that stuff last night. The betting and the stock market. I hope anybody out there who's voting, uh, who's betting on politics anymore, you just stop. Because if you were putting money on Republicans in the first half of the day or in the days leading up to the election based on reality, 
based on the polls, based on, and then of course exit polls are incredible. And then you uh, base it on the, the economy, base it on the fact that there's really nobody to blame at this point except all of the Democrats. And then you have the, the, the obsession on January 6th and abortion. You just, you could just feel it. You would be, you'd be, uh, you'd be very smart to put money on them losing, Democrats. You'd be very smart. But I would stop betting on politics unless you're going to start betting the inverse. Whatever you think should happen, especially if it means the Democrats are on the losing end of things, just bet the reverse. Bet the reverse until states start fucking waking up and actually fighting through whatever kind of gridlock they have in state. That would be great. That would be great. Um, un- unless the uh, people just are, are, you're just betting on Florida elections. You can bet on Florida elections pretty well. You know what's going to happen there. But he said it's 52% in in uh, in Arizona. This was uh, 16 hours ago. I'm hoping Kerry closes the gap, but this may need to go to court, and Democrats have no shame about rejecting legal cases out of hand because it's not about justice to them. It's about winning. Also, let's not forget the Secretary of State just so happens to be Kerry Lake's opponent. Isn't that interesting, huh? Um, then we have this. Then we have the Trump stuff, which I'm going to take a really quick break. We're going to come back. And we're going to take uh, a little bit of your calls, and then we'll get to it. So dust off your phones, 914-595-6953. We'll be right back in a moment. And when we are back, we'll take your calls, and then we'll lead into this in, in just a little bit. Don't go anywhere. Would you just assured me that I could speak? Sit down inside the car. We're not assuring anything. We're under arrest. Look, I'm under what? Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bike who got me on the penis before. Get some cups. Why did you do this to me? Get some cups. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, ah, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare get your hands on me? Ta-ta and farewell. One cup, look. I love you, FTD. You're cool. Up. I love QFTV. Yeah, yep. you're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say what's QFTV? Miss, you're gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. My bad. That was the wrong... T- you're not ready for that one yet. That's for after intermission. Here we go. All right, so we're back. I wanted to take a, just a break over here, grab myself a little bit more water, and we're going to take some calls, 914-595-6953, or you can get into the Quite Lobby on Discord. 
on Discord. First one online because he's the only one in there. I'm telling you, learn how to do the Discord. Once you learn how to do it, that's when the Discord will get shut down. And then we'll move over to the placeholder that we have ready on Gilded. Albert is on the air. What's going on, Albert? Albert? Why is this still making noise? I don't know. Here we go. So how about our awesome victory, dude? Uh, which which one are you talking about? I mean, you're in uh, you're in Michigan, right? So you got another date with uh, Stretch and Gretchen. Yeah, but isn't that awesome? Oh yeah, she treats you guys very well. I mean, all across all across the board, dude. I think it's just fucking awesome because they just haven't pushed hard enough. And the thing is, it's like you were talking about last night. And I think you were talking about it with Tracy today. Is like. All these liberals that came over to vote, and you were talking about their wasted vote, and those people are going to be pissed off. And it's like, welcome to the club. So the thing is, you know, you had another great analogy is when you were talking about Guam. You know, what's it like in Guam, dude? I know. So, I mean, the thing is, is there's just not enough pain yet. I said months ago, you know, we got a ways to go. We're, we're still taking up the tracks, as it occurs to me. And people are going to have to get, and especially the, the liberals, because uh, Whitmer's talking about closing down Line 5 here, the pipeline from Canada. So that's going to be, and uh, something about the, the kids being able to be taken from the parents and shit. What? I think... It's totally, yeah, take it, you know, trans so they can go butcher them in the hospitals or whatever. Um, yeah, that's going to be, I, I, I just, I can't wait to see how that is going to work out. Um, and I think it's going to, you know, what may seem like a failure, I think is going to be, end up in a victory. Because ultimately the goal is, like you were talking about, to bring the entire world into this thing. But the entire world doesn't have, what, four guns per, per person in it. And, and the thing is, is people, it, it's, it's going to break. Maybe they're waiting for it to break. You know, I don't know. I think the next, I think the next big league fight is going to be DeSantis and Trump over whatever. At least that's how it's occurring to me at, at this moment. But I, I could, you know, the thing is, is we did win a lot of like uh, small local stuff like school boards and stuff, which is going to be important. And we were talking about it today. I was talking about it today with another friend of mine. And it's, um, you know, we're going to have to go by county now, literally here in Michigan. And, uh, see how that goes but we still got the three stooges all of them you know and and like you said the feel on the ground it, it and what uh tracy and you were talking about she was like you got to win by 50 to win by one here but i think it was more like when last week when you guys were talking it was more like you got to win by four or five points to win by one here in michigan because of just the the corruption i live like out in the sticks and uh the people I were talking to out here, and I don't talk to a lot of people, but the people that I do talk to are pretty in the know. And they were saying that there was uh, stuff going on out here, too. And I was like, really? Here? And, and, and she was like, yeah. So I just think it's got to get a lot harder for people. And she was talking about, you know, 
not for her because she's got money and 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 you know doing well. She was like really feeling bad for just other Michiganders and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, you know, as I'm sure you are too, and everyone is. It's not just. I mean, it's the whole idea of the thing, but. It's just we got to feel more pain before something's going to happen, and then it's going to be like Guam, I think. Yeah. Only worse, maybe. I I know, I know. It's going to be like Guam. Let's let's see, Albert. I, and, and it's good. Point. Thank you for the in, insight from the Midwest over there, because I got a. I, I don't know. We we have similar things happening. I don't. I don't believe that. And, and thank thanks again, man. I think you gave me a good My pleasure. You gave me a good segue into the next thing because you brought up the Trump versus DeSantis thing. So I'm going to put you back into the waiting room. Thank you. Um, I. Uh, how many people in New York yesterday voted for anything other than Repub- uh, Anything other than Democrat for the first time? You know, you know that there was no Republican slash conservative-leaning, not-Democrat people who went to the Democrats, you know that the, that the exodus only goes one way. The only way that you make new Democrats is through public school, public and private school indoctrination. Private schools aren't really that much better. Got to get that out of the way. So the schools are what create new Democrats. Um depending on what your personality type is, uh, you might be able to get out unscathed and uh, and maintain your individuality from, from the school system, both lower and upper uh, education. But still, how many people went out on a limb and did something different yesterday and realized, wow, wow, it, me- it, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. And it's true, and it, not to say that there aren't tons of just morons that live in places like New York but Lee Zeldin was flipping counties that needed to be that, that that had not gone that way in a very long time it's just and this woman is detested she was never got she was a whoopsie from the beginning she's she speaks in these really uh, weird religious ways she's a horrible person horrible person and she's willing to do horrible things to people so yeah it's gonna have to get a little bit more uncomfortable now uh there is one thing here i do not know how to gauge and it's what albert brought up about the whole trump DeSantis thing the trump factor what is it there is a bit of uh shit slinging that's going on a fight going on among non-democrat voters and the uh the filthy pigs in the media they just love it because they see supposed gop types um, fighting with each other about whether or not Trump is still a kingmaker or is he toxic and taking the whole damn thing down. Which, I mean, I, I'd love to see the GOP go down. That that would be great. That'd be wonderful to have the whole... I, I want to see both parties implode. Now, the Democrats, they've already imploded. They have less and less people voting for them. And no, and, and they're just detestable human beings. Especially, the, and I'm, I'm talking about the faces of the movements. They are horrible people, and they're standing on platforms that advocate for horrible ideas that will only hurt people in very real, physical, real-life ways, all right? The average person out there just trying to figure out where their, their vote is going or not thinking too much at all, going to work and then going to the ballot box and just voting Democrat because that's what their family always did, they're not horrible people, but they are, uh, they are pawns in this. 
I guess we're all pawns, some a little bit more aware than others, perhaps. Not going to absolve myself of this stuff, playing the game to a degree. But um, but the, the Trump factor is a really interesting one here. Is Trump still a kingmaker? He seems to think so. He's been uh, touting his 174-9 and nine win record for the evening with all of his endorsed uh, candidates. That sounds like a pretty good uh, record. 174-9, and nine. that sounds pretty good to me. But depending on who you're following, the evening was lackluster because candidates didn't get close enough to Trump or because they're too close to Trump and now he is a toxic entity that's ruining everything. And I, I don't... I don't know. First of all, I don't even, I wasn't even thinking about Donald Trump. I knew that he was a factor in all this because we know that uh, 2024 is probably going to be the, uh, the the stage set for him. But now, now, after seeing all of this going on, knowing what we were talking about with Rich Barris on Monday night and how the Kevin McCarthy's, the Paul Ryan's, and the Mitch McConnell's were out there trying to... Uh, trying to throw all their weight of the party behind someone like Ron DeSantis instead of Trump and splitting those allegiances and cutting people down at the knees and setting up for uh, the 2023, 2024 primary, uh, you know, the debates in the primary season. It's making it abundantly clear to me now that um, that 2016 Republican primary environment is coming back. You remember Donald Trump versus the seven other people on stage. We have to watch the um, we have to watch all of the debates, and he has to just go to go to war with everybody and make fun of Marco Rubio and Rand Paul and Ben Carson and just cut them all down and try to appeal to the voters and uh, you know, Jeb Bush and Ted Cruz and and, and I mean they're going to try to put him on stage with Ron DeSantis and have them tear each other apart. I I mean, this is what we're getting set up for. That's what I'm seeing here. I'm not even taking a side on all this stuff. I'd like to hear what you guys think. Maybe that'll sway me in seeing what you're you're seeing. But the the Ryan McConnell types, they're definitely gearing up to rip the party away from Trump and his influence. That tells me that 2023, 2024 debates primary season, it's going to be a bunch of knife fights again. And... um, and again, Trump's endorsements aside, what would the rest of the country look like right now if states like Pennsylvania and Arizona had actually cleaned up their act like Florida did? I, 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 that's what I don't understand. Look at Florida. Look at Florida, including Ron DeSantis, although Floridians don't need Trump's endorsement of, of, of Ron DeSantis to want to vote him in again. Look at how they came out of this COVID nonsense with flying colors. They were, they were, I mean, it's, it's, it's really uh, incredible there. So I don't even know why the whole Trump thing is up uh, for debate again, when it's really just a matter of, as Chris Ann Hall would say, even these national elections for seats in the federal government, they're all local elections, all of them. And aside for, for, for uh, states like Tennessee and Kentucky and Florida, nobody's changed anything. In fact, places like Georgia... They voted to, to, to keep drop boxes there and expand them a little bit. And the, 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 the COVID ballots are, are ridiculous. So I don't understand it at all. 
Here's a little bit I'll read to you, and then in the second half, we'll just start taking some more calls on this. This is from Raheem Kassam's Substack. And then I have another um, another tweet over here from Rich Barris, and then I have a small thread from Glenn Greenwald that we'll get to in the second half of the show. He says the following. Blame Trump for the red trickle? Nonsense. A flurry of phone calls and text messages at 2 a.m. taught me that some long-standing MAGA stalwarts are now preparing to ditch Donald Trump because they don't get the f- uh, they didn't get the flood of feel-good results last night. This attitude is incorrect, and sober analysis proves it. Oh my God, Red Wave Brigade are now the most vociferously disappointed. They set expectation, expectations so high, all the while carrying water for a Republican National Committee and party leadership led by the deeply unpopular Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, Ronna Romney McDaniel. Uh, now they're upset. Up and down the country, McLeadership candidates and strategies came up short of expectations not even at all the short to be fair that short to be fair but still deflating enough that people are already playing the blame game two can play firstly dc-based republicans think it's enough to run against something rather than for something they also fundamentally underestimated the appeal of democrat messaging on abortion student loan forgiveness and the cringe inducing our democracy shit that was your January uh, 6th, trying to make it into 9-11 stuff. Honestly, we all did. People are really are getting dumber and more pliant. Pliant. Sorry. My balls dropped last night. That's another thing that happened to me um, after the show. Um, pliant. Where the hell is that word now? People are really getting dumber and more pliant. And there's no ignoring that anymore. Especially when you see how the TikTok generation turned out and broke for the far left. Congratulations, by the way, to Communist China for their apparently totally legal and unchallenged election interference, while CNN staffers shriek about how Elon Musk is trying to charge $8 for the very same verification process they've been outwardly demanding for a decade. There's no need either to sugarcoat Trump's bad endorsements as if the GOP field offering choices between Dr. Oz and Dina Powell's husband was Trump's fault. Kathy Barnett may have been better, but her star rose too late. Expecting the man, uh, the man the RNC consistently demands to stay out of it, to simultaneously tread lightly and deploy massive resources to deliver the same McLeadership who worked against him in office is asinine. And imagine... What some of these results would have looked like without Trump's rallies and assistance, please. So um, I, you can you can tell what he's what's going on there. The opposite, I would say, the opposite of someone like uh, Raheem Kassam talking about this would be Mike Cernovich, who started crisis tweeting all night last night, just crisis tweeting about Trump needs to be dumped. This is a he's why Lee Zeldin lost. Um, I it's a I. I and and I'm and I'm not a I'm not a Trump sycophant. I don't own a MAGA hat. I don't have a Trump T-shirt. I've never been to a rally, although I would have liked to go. It looks like it's a fun time. I don't watch the rallies. I just I voted for him twice. I'll vote for him a third time. Uh, uh, but you know, other than that, it's I I don't understand the uh, I don't understand this either. I don't understand this this whole blame game thing either. I don't think it's relevant. Not that I, I'm, I'm step, stepping in to defend my lord. 
You know, it's I, I'm not defending anything. Rich Maris came up with this. Raheem said this again. Um, he he put a little bit into it from his from his uh, Substack blog into a text and put it out on uh, Twitter. Rich Barris said, this is the correct take. He said, the Republicans can dump Trump and all they'll do is lose more working class votes than they lost last night. It's the terrible campaign advisor's leadership, the leadership that makes candidates like Gibbs and others uh, others hire to get help who drive them into the ground. And uh, someone underneath there said, what I'm noticing is the GOP hardly did better than 2020. That's pathetic. It points to a much larger problem than Trump, despite Trump somehow getting all the blame. Well, yeah, and that's why I don't understand there, too, because you want to know something? Not for nothing. You know who else Trump couldn't help in 2020? Trump. Trump couldn't help himself more than he already did. He gave himself a 10 million vote bump in 2020 than he got in 2016. And still nothing. Still nothing can overcome the operation that was being run out there. Yeah, the messaging can get better, but then again, I don't really care to help the Republican Party or be a part of a, uh, a renaissance of the Republican Party. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's all very shitty. It's all very shitty. And um, yeah, that's all I can say about that. But um, we'll see what you have to say when we come back from this. And um, and then we'll we'll pick it up from there. Maybe a little bit of a shorter show tonight, but I want to spend at least a half hour talking to you. And I'm going to get to your super chats. Quite frankly, superchat.com. I'll get to those in just a second. We'll get to the Rumble rants, onto Foxhole, the Rockfin tips, all that stuff. So send them in. Be part of the show. And um, and thank you so much for your support and your company. Be right back. Welcome to Intermission. We'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 Quite with Frank. Quite frankly. 
And again, so much of this is a trap. So much of it is a trap. Um, obviously, days like yesterday are days that you find focus on a, a bigger game that is mainly lost. You try. Like I said, there's still, there's still a reason to go out, in my opinion. There's still a reason to go out there and just throw all your weight that could be counted in an event like an election because it could be a revelation for people when they see things go wrong, when they see things obviously not right, um, you know, just from a technical standpoint, from a mathematical standpoint, from a gut standpoint too. It's a, it's a, it's a really good revelatory tool, and I think that any way that you can bring more people to the table is, uh, is a great thing. But really, concentrate concentrate on what's going on at your in your home concentrate what's going on in your town that's where it's at ladies and gentlemen that's where it's really at you know so think about that all right coming up now is our super chats and let's see what people have sent our way moving on to let's see on the foxhole. Tom Ford says, missed most of the, hold on, sorry. Missed most of last night while live with, uh, while live with woke societies, but I had no problem voting in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, let's see here. A big problem in Westchester, New York is that for, uh, for that for state, no Republican runs and allows and allow local candidate also run as D. Hold on. A big problem in Westchester is that for state, for the state, no Republicans run and they allow local candidates, they allow local candidate also run as D. Another, okay, well, I don't, I don't understand. I tried a couple of times. Donkey Punch, thank you. Pliant. He says, Tucker Dixon, big birthday shout out to my love, Donkey Punch. Oh, happy birthday, Donkey Punch. And thank you, 123SKG. Just bought into a bronze tier subscription. Great to have you out there. All right, a little bit more, a little bit more. We have some rumble rants. Thank God. It's great to have some people out there rumble ranting. Because, uh, quite frankly, Super Chat's a little bit quiet tonight. EO2 Dave says, no matter how heartbroken New Yorkers are, yesterday was a big win for the movement. Uh, listen, a lot of us went into this thinking, could it be? Is there a chance? Because there's something that is very evident, very evident about what is going on around us that was not there before. And that was really thrilling. The fact that there is still a chance now, there is something to be thrilled about. Um, that's good. You know, we're moving. 
And it's good to be moving. It's, at least you're not in place and just getting walloped constantly. But it's, yeah, uh, we're used. To, we we take loss in a little bit different way than most people do. Uh, Gold Star 007 says, "I think this is the new GOP narrative. The establishment wants DeSantis." Well, DeSantis could, as Rich said, he can do a lot to dispel that right now and keep things together. You know, he could do that a lot to, but he's, you know what, I, I, I at least give him credit for concentrating just on his, on his, uh, his home state. Hey, King, what do you think about all this stuff? What do you think about them attacking Trump? I know you love him. Well, I, I, I love the God Emperor, and I am definitely swinging from his nutsack. I have no shame in admitting that. But um, if I could put this in a little bit of perspective for people and kind of bring it down to the simple jack level like me. So first of all, DeSantis is not as good as Trump as far as leading our country. Nothing taken away from him for what he's done locally, but he's not ready, okay? Now, Trump has been on an international stage business-wise. I find it hilarious that people break him down to a reality TV star when he was much more before that. And then, then when they point out his bankruptcies and his failures, like that's a bad thing. Well, you know something? That's a man that's not afraid to fail. That is a man that wants to take charge and lead in a good direction. And he's done it on an international stage. And he's proved it. Now, DeSantis is a good, what do you call, up-and-comer. But he is not ready for no presidential run. You understand? Mm, I see what you're following saying. following me here, Frankie? Yeah, I'm here. I'm following. You, you know what I mean? And, and that is my opinion. So we are at a very, very messed up time in our country here where there's all kind of craziness and there are people in history. Now, everybody that supports Trump thinks that we want him forever and ever and ever, and they think that's what Trump wants, and that's not what he wants. He wants to change the course and steer the ship right back. Nobody wants only an insane psychopath, which Donald Trump is not. Yes, he's narcissistic, but he's not an insane psychopath wants to at least steer it in the direction and have people behind him that will get that experience and learn from him and be able to take this country back into a good, stable direction. I hear you. That's it. Okay. There you go. That's Th my that's my take. And you know, you know I'll go to my grave supporting that man. You know how much I love that man. I know you're very loyal to him, and I want, I'm glad you got in here because I just want to start getting people's opinion on the on the books here. I'm sure that there's uh, there's there's definitely some heads out there nodding with you, and uh, and and we'll see we'll see what happens because it, it it everything I saw going on yesterday, I said, oh boy, they are setting us up for a knife fight again. And well, uh, you know what? I liked your take. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but as you were talking, I just had to get this in. When you, that sediment thing is taunting us. That was perfect. And you, you could have not been more clear on that. If people don't see that as a taunt from these assholes to us regular people, if you don't see that as, ha, ha, 
I mean, that poor prick's being exploited. And he, he's too dumb to know it. And it ain't his fault. He had a fucking stroke. It's a taunt that you could have not put it more perfectly. Well, let's see. Let's see. All I know is this. Is if it gets bad, it gets scary, it gets spooky, it gets ex- thrilling, exciting. I am just happy I get to come here and hang out with you guys all and, and talk about it every night. So that is a comfort to me. And and now that this is all behind us, I know that there's still more that has got to get sorted out, which is what happened with yesterday. We don't even know the full picture yet. I am uh, I'm excited to to concentrate a little bit on on holidays. So there's that, King. All right, brother. You have a good night. You too, brother. All the best to you and the family. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, let's go. Zoso dude, what's going on, friend? Zoso? Zoso? My man, are you there? I am here. What's going on, my man? Hey, uh, and yesterday was kind of an interesting day from my perspective. Okay. Uh, started out a little crazy, not being able to find my ballot when, I, when it did turn up after tearing the house apart it turned out it was my ballot from the uh the primary so i had to run midday and go down to my elections office and get a new ballot to vote but it all turned out i mean i voted and all that but uh last night i was part of a a five-man panel on the friends channel on voxel and we watched you know things go because we're on the west coast we were able to stay up a little later than you guys on the east i can't say that we weren't uh a bit disappointed, but you know, man, I, the takeaway that I have from yesterday, wow. uh, aside from the, aside from the couple of bizarre things like this, you know, Oz might've been a TV guy, but how Fetterman won just, I mean, let's, let's, let's tr- Trump was a TV star. So who says that Oz, if he had won, couldn't have turned out to be worthwhile after all, who knows, but that's, but what I came away with was, uh, I spoke with a lot of people yesterday, uh, on the ground, boots on the ground, guys at the store, everywhere I went, I asked, have you voted yet? Are you going to vote? You know, I was really surprised to find out how many people weren't voting, weren't, weren't excited about it, weren't uh, turned on to it. I, I just don't think that we're actually awake as we, as we had hoped, but my, I think my bigger takeaway is that uh, I just don't think we have hit bottom yet. Dude, things don't really oh. change, like you know, like guys who end up going, joining AA until they hit rock bottom, then they're not going to change their life. I don't think we've hit rock bottom yet, man. Definitely At least not. The brunt of the population has. No, and that would be that would be my consensus. Hey, definitely not. You know, um, we've definitely not hit rock bottom. We st- we still don't we still don't know just how far they're willing to take this war that is brewing on several fronts out there in the east. Um, and if they don't take that to really scary, destructive, kinetic uh, levels, then they're going to have to do something else to forgive oh, themselves from the several collapses that are. We're, we're, I mean, the, the, the financial stuff is is looking very bad. Uh, everybody, there's no there's no new tricks. It seems there's no tricks left for any of the, the central banks around the world to really uh, to really buy us any any significant time, um, at, at least yeah. relatively. So, 
I, who knows? They they can, they have to evade responsibility for all that stuff that's still forthcoming. Things as individual crises, as in, individual crises, I should say, that would all bring ordinary people to the point of to a uh, a point of rock bottom, especially when it comes to all the financial stuff that's coming our way. So we don't even oh, know. We don't know if that's going to involve a larger shooting war, if it's going to involve cyber attacks that they have been that they have been promising us. Yeah, there's a lot there. But at that point, there might be no need to vote. So I, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, a. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it. Yeah, I, I will say one one last one last little thing, and that is, uh, I mean, like Hochul there in New York, mm. and uh, my God, Kerry Lake. And even the, we got an interesting thing going on here in Oregon where I live with uh, um, our race for governor. We've got our first openly lesbian potential government uh, governor hanging by a thread over the gal I met the other night who I really hope wins. But, uh, you know, man, I think it's conceivable. It's conceivable that maybe they found another way to flip the numbers that, that we don't know about yet. It might be possible. I can't see Carrie Lake losing by that huge amount. I really, I really can't believe that people came out in force for Hochul. I just don't believe it. But, hey, I'm rambling on. Love nah. you, brother. Great show. Thank Keep you. Rolling, baby. Thank you, Zoso. Keep can keep doing your thing. I don't believe that they came out really in that in force as well. I mean, there's there's plenty of reserves here that they can. It's New York. I'm I'm never going to go as far as saying, ah, oh, no, this is this is not a, this is not a uh, a Democrat dominant state. But that dominance has been broken apart. It really has. A lot of it is it broken apart. Now there's also a whole bunch of people that would have been voting that just got up and left the state altogether. There's that. But we're talking about uh, we're talking about exoduses, people who are leaving certain practices, organizations, parties that they've been in their entire life because they're realizing that there is no more ways to really justify the way that they're living, and the trajectory on such a path is really a scary prospect to them. That is um, that is the only thing I I would I would throw into the mix on that one. But yeah. Rock bottom? No, we haven't heard that. We haven't hit that left yet. That's what Albert was talking about before. You know, but we're getting closer, getting closer. But people aren't really feeling the pain yet. Um. Yeah, that's that's a that's another thing altogether. Let's take another call. Nine one nine, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey Frank, how's it going, man? It's Louis from North Carolina. Louis, what's going on, man? Oh man, I'm here listening to you, long time listener. It's great to have you. So, I gotta tell you, I, yeah. Oh, that I agree with a lot of what you're saying, man. I, it's, but I, I, as I watch this thing unfold, I have moments of discouragement, kind of like last night today. But I do think that things are moving in the right direction, as tragic as it sounds. Um, you know, when you look, when you think about it, they say that. The first two rules of war is number one, you got to know you're at war. Yeah. And number two, you got to know who the enemy is. And I think this is slowly becoming uh, unfolded before our eyes. We're starting, people are starting to realize, hey, this seems to be a war. And now we're starting to identify who the enemy is. Um, I think this Fetterman thing and the Biden thing, it's like that uh, demoralization 
that Yuri Bezmenov talks about. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that, that's the, the evil side of the war. But I think ultimately it's in God's hands. And, and why do I think that? Because every time they throw something, it kind of, they end up getting egg in their face. The corona thing, what did it end up doing in the long run? Waking people up to what was happening in the schools. The mandatory shot thing, it really put in your face what lies, the pharmaceuticals and how they're tied to government. And you start to see all that. And I think little by little more and more people are waking up. I'm glad you say it, Louis. I'm glad you said it uh, about about just just the, the, the feeling, the overall feelings of positivity. Because I've, I've been living in that zone for, for a while now. I, I, I felt the foreboding the the day of it's it's one thing to say okay well this is you know something's not but it's first of all a it's not all bad there are silver silver linings um but what we are seeing right now uh, i i would really say is that it's a it's a little bit more of a wake-up call when you see i i mean i think i thank god for for places like florida because at least there's some contrast uh, if there is not yep. a if there's not a bigger example as to what everybody has got to get their asses into gear and emulate, uh, it, it, it's Florida at this point. Because if you want, if you want to see where that that tsunami, uh, you want to get whatever co- color you want to call it, whatever kind of uh, party you want to uh, attach to it. If you just want to see this almost like revolutionary mindset uh, political tsunami that everybody was looking for yesterday, you can see that that's. Um, Florida, th- th- that's what it looks like. You you actually have to liberate people, and you have to clean out all the the crap that uh, that that, that keeps that keeps things from from happening and materializing. But Louis, we're having a little bit of a uh, a problem with the uh, the phone call right now. I thank you for the call, and um, I hope he calls back again. That was great, and I love North Carolina. I at least love driving through it. All right, Margie, what's going on, Margie? Oh my God! I got on with Frank. Yes, what's Frank, going? Yes, you're I here. I just had to call because you've been hitting on a lot of the same things I have with not even having an election this midterm. I've heard you say, "Do you think we'll even have one?" <laughs> and I notice, I notice a lot of times you talk about on uh, Telegram what's going on with bricks and. I think we all need to be paying more attention to what's happening internationally. And I wouldn't be surprised that in the next few months, our dollar is going to pretty much collapse. Um, When you see that Russia has gotten together with Turkey and now they're going to start a new pipeline for oil to bypass Europe, when you see that not only is it the original BRICS countries, Brazil, um, Russia, um, India, China, now you've got South Africa and even Albania. I think it was Albania came on today wanting to join BRICS. Argentina is wanting to join. And the minute that the world finds out that we're not going to be selling dollars, um, uh, oil on the dollar, there goes whatever financial security the U.S. had. And I highly doubt there's going to be a 2024. 
I, I, I'm telling you, as I said, I, 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 it is one of those nagging questions I kept asking myself, is that, and, and everything you, you mentioned about BRICS and Brazil, you see why Brazil is so important, um, but everything you said there is, is really on, is on point. It's definitely a factor. It's a factor in the equation at this point that cannot be ignored. But that's why I I just had that nagging question about 2022. Is this going to be allowed to happen? Um, and, and, and if not, or if so, which is going to be the first year that it's all just for national security purposes, for, for one thing or another, um, it, it has to be postponed until further... Um, further announcement it's a you know an, an emergency act of congress we're going to we're going to freeze this in place for whatever how long until what whatever it's coming uh unless they're going to because Bingo. it has to it has eventually it, it, has, to. it, it has to how it has to. They, 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 there's no way there's no way through through uh, empowering people to go out there and actually make choices. They cannot leave this. And thank you again for the call, Margie. It's wonderful to have you on. Um, there's no way that they can they can leave this up to people's free will. That's a, that's a gamble. You know? You ask anybody, especially gangsters, you, you st- study somebody like Arnold Rothstein or something like that who's out there fixing World Series and all that shit professional gangsters and gamblers they only make bets that they know it's 99.9 percent chance that they're going to win because they actually have a hand in the outcome in some way i cannot see with the plans that they have for the planet for them to continue to allow elections to be um, left up in any way shape or form chance now uh you say well if they have all, everything in place to make sure that chance is not a uh, situation, then they keep it up. No, no, because people get wise. People are getting wise because the internal barometer in our guts, the polling that we know that we can trust from people like Rich Barris, who are talking to real people about real issues, we see the trends, we feel it in our guts, we see what's going on in our bank accounts and in our refrigerators. All that stuff means something. And momentum realities like that lead to reactions from people and if people are not reacting at all and if 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 the results keep that old saying about insanity the old definition doing the same thing over and over again and thinking uh you're going to get the the different result that's exactly what's going on with these these elections in that respect at least in the places where they have not cleaned themselves up and they have not they have not secured themselves in a way where they know that there's no outside undue influence. They can get these damn machines out of there, start getting a little bit more traditional and a little bit more based on manpower and volunteers and uh, and, and bipartisan, multi-partisan volunteers. Then that's not, and, and then if you really start, if there's real efforts like that, then we'd start seeing some big ones. We'd start seeing power outages, real ones. We'd start seeing some earthquakes. I really do believe that we're in that phase. I, and it's just a matter of time. I told you for, you know, a year out, I wasn't going to put money on it. Uh, whether or not it was going to go off uh, last night, but the trajectory we're on, these are psychopaths. 
So here's a something from Glenn Greenwald I thought was a great take. He retweeted a something from five hours ago that Marco Rubio put out there. Says if Florida can count 7.5 million ballots in five hours, how can it take days for some states to count less than two million? And that's the whole point here. It's a great. It's a great. Uh, I mean, say what you want about Marco Rubio, but it's a great point. And that is the new. That that is part of the new rules that have been established here. Uh, in all of these these states that have that bent to all the COVID nonsense, Pennsylvania, something like that, that they got the special uh, permissions that mean nothing from uh, John Roberts to go out there and violate the Constitution. You go and you create this ridiculous margin, chaotic margin of error. But it's not a margin of error. It's a margin of, I don't know, a margin of criminality just enough chaos inside of that that buffer zone that you can go in there and do something. Florida counted 7.5 million ballots in five hours. Kentucky, I think, was the first to declare all their winners. And then Tennessee was around the same thing. They, they, they got back to normal. They got all this nonsense out of there. Uh, I mean, we know how to conduct elections. We've been doing it for over 200 years, especially on the East Coast. It, I know there's a lot more people living in the country since the 18th century. I understand that. But the methods are, are all the same. All the same. To say that what we have now needs to be preserved because of one thing or that you're just you're fooling yourself or you're a Democrat, a diehard, who actually loves being part of a criminal syndicate because you think that you're going to get a, a kickback or something. You're not. You're, you're not getting any kickback. And your life is only going to get worse. I wish that I wish that the fallout from your ideas could only be targeted on you. That's what I wish. And it could be if you just concentrate on local government, state politics and leave the rest of us out of it. Please, I would love for liberals out there in certain states to be able to 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 be triumphant about a program of theirs that they put in place that actually worked. I would love for that to be the case. We'd say good job on you guys. It worked. Now you take that program and you apply it to another state that's slightly larger, slightly smaller, or for any other cultural reason and difference, and it won't work. But I, 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 I just hope that the, the failures and the triumphs could just be concentrated on smaller groups of people. But no, we're not there right now. Anyway, uh, Marco Rubio said that. Glenn Greenwald said this in response to him. He says, it's not a question of party or ideology at all. It is by definition a broken system, one that will inevitably foster pervasive distrust. If votes can't be counted in one day, but rather many days or even weeks, of course this can be fixed and everyone has an interest in it. It makes so much worse when it seems huge numbers of votes just start appearing out of the blue from all different corners early voting, absentee voting, provisional voting, mailed votes, etc. Even with zero fraud, a system like this will never be trusted. It's insanity. Quite literally, insane. I know she's evil incarnate in some circles now, the circles that view Liz Cheney as heroic, but Tulsi Gabbard introduced legislation to make it way harder for foreign hackers, remember them, or domestic fraudsters to trifle with votes. It went nowhere. 
Los Angeles, one of America's richest, most important cities, just had an election for mayor, a totally ordinary, regular election. There's no chance the results will be known until Friday. Some states take weeks to count all votes in their primaries. It's madness. The, uh, yeah, the, the first time that we got that w- was uh, summer, it was June 2020. Nevada and New York, uh, when their primaries came, I think that until, I think New York was still not really all settled on what the primary results were from our June election in 2020 when we were just about ready to vote in November. That's how bad it was because we're dealing with all this mail and, uh, and, and we're dealing with all this, this, uh, this, this unaccounted for nonsense, off-site, improvised, obvious, obvious railroad job nonsense. That's why I hope, I just pray for one state at a time to do something good for themselves. And Arizona, if Cary Lake can just, just be declared already, they have a chance of, of cleaning up. She should call up Ron DeSantis tomorrow and say, give me your notes. Give me your notes. But she probably has notes of her own. All right, 823. We're going to take a couple more calls. Couple more calls, ladies and gentlemen. Where are you? 914-595-6953. We'll go and check on some more super chats and then we will uh we'll be on our merry way. Be on our merry way. Over in tips, let's see. I agree with Zoso dudes as Patriot Angie for Liberty. People have not hit rock bottom enough to start fighting up to swim for air. Just wait, it's coming. Blue monster prep time. Yeah, well. You'll have one less thing to think about. As far as Trump is concerned, she continues, it's a bit of a quagmire. My thoughts are he wasn't strong enough to rid the swamp. Trump supporters want to go on about it's a, uh, it's part of the plan. It's optics. Well, I think that's BS. This is part of the plan. If this is part of the plan, it's a shitty one. I don't watch rallies anymore, even though I love America first, but the same rhetoric over and over again, where's the change? I, I understand what you're talking about there. It's another reason why. It's, it's actually part of the reason why I don't watch rallies. I've, I get it. I heard it before. Every once in a while, there are new jokes that are worked in. I like seeing the highlights of those. I get it. But um, part of the plan stuff. It's all part of the plan. Uh, I mean, we talk about plans. We speculate about what the plan or the strategy. Everything is strategy. I don't necessarily ever think that. Uh, I never I never signed on with a part of the plan nonsense because you can see very clearly he was having trouble from the get-go when he had to when he had to uh, make deals with the RNC to bring on Rince Priebus as his chief of staff or something like that when he had to bring that little that little uh, freak that little midget on with him that's an okay well I mean you, know, you can see he's making concessions then he can get rid of some people. They snipped my, uh, Michael Flynn right off the bat on these damn things came out. They're on a timer. I don't know what. They're supposed to go off at 9.30. For some reason, they're going off at 8.30. Don't worry. I'll put them back on. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. You, you, you can just see all throughout it, he's having real problems with the people around him. Jeff Sessions, that was real. It wasn't Kabuki Theater that even I thought it may, may be at first, and then I had a friend of mine who worked 
in Washington D.C. that said, "No, I'm telling you right now, this they're they're really at odds with each other." He's pissed that he uh, Trump is pissed that Jeff recused himself from Russia and all that shit. So, um, I, I I think that your your real problem there is with people who have projected and assigned what Trump is doing onto him. Nobody really, very few people actually have an inside link to Donald Trump and what was going on in that White House. But if you are looking at this from some kind of an, a, an objective standpoint, you can see this is a guy who had very few allies around him, and he was fighting the Sharks to the very last moment. To the very last moment. Even when Patrick Byrne came on the show here and was talking about the environment inside the White House in those last two months before he had to leave office. When they're all trying to figure out the, uh, the, the extent of the fraud and the operation against him, and literally all the people in the office, that were, or most of the people in the office that were trying, that were supposed to be serving him and, and make things happen and, and whatever, they're all getting the resumes together. And they're just trying to, you got it, sir, him out the door. They're just trying to, okay, sir, him out the door and get this nightmare behind, the, uh, behind them all. So there's so much. I, I have a hard time to paint anything with a broad stroke. So I don't think that, uh, to say, if, if that was part of Trump's plan, it sucked. Well, I would only blame the people that told you it's part of the plan. I think it might have been like, yeah, um, what's the old Tyson saying? Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Well, he's just constantly getting punched in the mouth. And every once in a while, there's a... A nice little victory there. He did a lot for the morale of the com- uh, country. He did a. I'll, I'll always love the the Fourth of July stuff. It made me feel like uh, there was a uh, there was a beating heart uh, that was being exposed again. That was always some of my favorite parts of uh, Donald Trump's time in office. But it, especially after that first midterm, it was always going to be a slog because he could barely get the, um, the, the the Republican House and Senate to do any, whatever the hell he wanted when they were all on board for that, those first two years. So I was always just hoping that he put good judicial picks out there because I only voted for him because of the judiciary and that he would start anointing new media. He would start giving interviews to podcasters, to historians. He would start doing things like that. He can craft new faces in media that were independent and not even part of networks over the course of those four years in ways unimaginable. You know, that's the things I really thought uh, would have been great for him to spend his time on because D.C. is, 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 is irreparable. Washington, D.C. is irreparable. So that's why last night, even though there's silver linings and it wasn't really a, a, a catastrophe for people who were vote who were voting against Democrats and what they've been doing more so than anybody else, I know that the other side is not blameless. Um, but th- that's why, even though it wasn't a catastrophe, and there's a lot of things to hope turns into positive momentum elsewhere. You, you just got to divorce yourself from this idea that there anything that's going on in Washington D.C. can be prepa- can be repaired in any way, shape, or form. You've got to divorce yourself from that expectation, and things will immediately be a lot better. And then you just start concentrating on, hey, what, what's the news coming out of some states and some counties? Well, some, some good things that you can latch on to. A, those headlines are far more plentiful. You'll be a lot more uh, upbeat. Things like that are better to concentrate on. As far as Donald Trump goes, I'm, I'll definitely vote for another, uh, another uh, 
another ride on the on the Ferris wheel here. <laughs> that would be, it would just be fun. Fuck it. It would just be fun. 8.32, let's see, Val girl, what's going on, Val? Oh my God, Frankie, how are you? I'm doing all right, how you been? Well, I stayed up really late last night, like, paying attention to all the crazy political stuff going on, and I had to think, okay, and to take it, like, they're winning here, we're winning there, we're not getting a tsunami, but... Uh, many times I felt very optimistic mm-hmm. as we won all kinds of things. But to, today, <laughs> you're waking up in the morning. I wish I heard Carrie Lake won. I was glad that I heard Marjorie Taylor Greene won and a, a certain few good people. But, yeah, that Dr. Oz and Fetterman thing. And I watched Fetterman come out in a sweatshirt and jeans and give a a speech because he won. I'm like, what is going on? And so, Frankie, you know what? I just, I had a political headache. If, what about you? Did you get that? That's, that's a good. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. I I I, I, w- I thought maybe it's just because I was working a little extra last night, and it is uh, it's a little taxing uh, producing and hosting the show, and, and 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 just working every knob and every button, everything back over here for a couple hours but then to to more than double that i thought it was just the the work we were doing and then the the subject matter was so real time and and whatever i think a hangover could be a good way of describing it a political headache i think a little bit more of a hangover it was just too much too much politics for one night it really was and that's why from now on there's another silver lining for you val Uh, another silver lining for me is that in uh, now that we know what is going on with what election night has become until something sane starts happening in more uh, states, consequential states around the country, uh, then I know that I can go home early on election night. I don't have to pull the all nighters that I used to. That's a, that's I, I one good thing. I think maybe all of us could go to bed early and not stay up after that. And one of the reasons I say that, Frank, is because all the graphs. And all the images they give us to watch are so confusing that you can't understand it. And I have to tell you, here in California, I heard in Southern California, they told people to stay home because it was going to rain, which is like total bullshit. But up here in Northern California, in the mountains, the, the weather was supposed to be snowing up to four feet for days coming into it. I had to go vote early on Monday night because it was going to snow a couple of feet in the night and snow till Wednesday. Guess what? It didn't even hardly snow. They played all these games. It was, it was just so crazy. Uh, well, you know, it, we, we get down. I, I understand this. there's always something to... There's always something to 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 be upset about and nitpicking about the weather. Maybe, maybe that had a little bit. I'll tell you what is is definitely. And thank you for the call, Val. Uh, and I hope that your headache clears up. Definitely, what was a bigger impact was twenty percent of all of the 
of the vote tabulating machines in Maricopa County being down in the morning rush hour that people were showing up to vote before they went to work, that was definitely an issue. That was definitely an issue. Um, Nevada looks like there there has been a real uh, a real change out there for the for the better. There's a lot going on. There is, and I think back to we did two thousand. I remember our first big election night broadcast we did for 2012. 2012. I was at the old studio. We got a big crew together. Uh, we were taking turns hosting the whole thing. We were doing different bits. We brought in guests in the studio. In in the back room, our war room over there, we had uh, our buddy Mike May and our buddy Mickey and I think uh, one or two other people. They had come in with their, their Mac computers, and they put it on the meeting room tables, and we had all these computers there, and they were just monitoring all of the states as they, as they were being called for uh, either uh, Obama or the other one. And Romney, right? And so we had we had all this stuff in the back. We had the intercoms back there so they can call states in real time. We had people, probably not that many people were watching, but we had such a ball and we felt legit as fuck. And it was so great. And uh, I know, I know, I remember that night in 2012, we bought 50 McDonald's cheeseburgers. And every time a state was called, somebody had to eat a, eat a cheeseburger. So that was bad. There's a little bit of self, you know, abuse that went on that night. I remember sending off one of our uh, PAs at the time to go to McDonald's to the drive-through and ordering 50 cheeseburgers, uh, one for each state. Because we thought it was apropos, you know, United States, McDonald's, you know. So that was 2012, 2014. That was that was um, that was Tea Party time, right? That was another fun night. 2016, of course. Who could forget that? So uh, that night I was here. I was sitting right here. Things were a little bit less decorated decorated then. We were a little bit less settled in at the time. But I stayed here until about 12, 1230. I remember getting home and uh, Lauren, while I was here on election night, Lauren was setting up all of the Christmas decorations at home. And I got home and I was buzzing because Trump had won. And it was just like a miracle. And we went. Uh, I walked through the door, and the inside of the of the living room was just glowing that beautiful glow from the 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 tree. And uh, Lauren was sleeping, so I had to wake her up. I said, "Hey, I said Trump won." She's what? I said, "Yeah." I remember the next morning going to get coffee. I walked to get coffee that next morning. It's a couple miles away. I just wanted to skip the whole way. It was fantastic, and that was on. That was 2016. 2018, we were here again. We left around midnight. It was a it was a, a, a mediocre night. It wasn't as bad as a lot of incumbents had had it, but that was the first night that we were seeing the effect of ballot harvesting. And we were talking with Rich Barris about that one there too in the lead up of 2018. The bar- ballot harvesting. 2018 was when the Reagan counties in California, all of those uh, all of those reliably. Republican counties in California, gone. They just disappeared off the face of the earth. They said, all right, well, we need all the House seats we can get now, so we're just going to squeeze the shit out of these. And then uh, 2020 was when we realized that, oh, oh, boy, this is serious. Oh, this is serious. So um, that's where we're at now. 
I'm glad I went home. I'm glad I got off the air around 10:15 last night because that would have been it wouldn't have been worth it. And it was getting later. I had to eat. So I watched a little bit of the Sopranos. That calmed me down. I took a shower. And I was in bed by one, I think. But I felt exhausted. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, let's see. Let's see. 904. 904, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello? Hello. How you doing? I'm doing well. Get me off a speakerphone if you can, my friend. Oh, I can. Whoa. Hey, you good. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So, what's your name and what you got for me? My name is James. I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida, and I just want to talk to Mr. Frankly. I oh. want to talk about. I want to talk about his music. I don't want to talk about no politics. I'm all over it. Okay. Well, I, well. For, first of all, radio voice. First of all, Jacksonville, Florida. You have you you are probably skipping along uh, to get your coffee this morning. You you guys in Florida, you had a great night. Obviously, you you tip your cap and you say oh, a prayer. It was great. Yeah, you say a prayer for the rest of us. Oh yeah, we we, we tried. So go ahead, though. I just want to talk. He said he was in a band a while back. But I've never seen his music. Oh well, and I can't find it, and and, and quite frankly, <clears throat> looks just like the singer of Godsmack. So, it has that Sully? perfect radio voice, and it, it's funny. But I've never seen his music. Okay, well, let me go see if I can get him. Hold on. Hold Thank on. Thank you. I really appreciate that. We'll be right. Hold on. Just stay on hold, please. Oh, and plus, and, and plus about. Eight months ago, I called Frankly up, and I was with a friend of mine. We were sharing a truck driving duty, uh-huh. and we noticed black lights on the interstates. Oh, he remembers you. And, he, yeah, and him and his crew said, remember that conversation, because these black lights are still up and running on 95, all the way up the coast. And we don't know what the hell I'm, they're for. I'm pretty sure he remembers you. Hold on one second. Stay on hold. I'm going to get him right now. Thank you. Hey, Jacksonville, you're on the air. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Frank? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. You know what? I just got from my call screener. I remember you, and I remember the black lights, and when I went down to South Carolina in August, I saw some of them for myself on King's Highway. Yep, and we still don't know, we still don't know what in the world they're for. We just don't know. It's like, can they detect whatever? Who knows? Whatever. Anyways... I just got home this afternoon, and the little old lady lives up front of me. She goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm sitting back spanking Frank. <laughs> and she walks in my house, and I'm watching you on TV. And she goes, what does this guy do with spanking Frank? I like, I don't know. I coined a phrase, and I guess it was dirty, but, <laughs> man, you have the most perfect radio voice, man. You got it. I thought about you last night. What's that, brother? I said you you have a good one too. You should do some uh, you should do some uh, uh, music uh, countdowns over there in Jacksonville. 
Uh, no, I can't. I'm a drummer in the band, and I got to sing silly songs like that song from Gatsby. I'm not the one who sold far away when I feel the snake bite yeah. into my bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's like, nah. But so man, Jacksonville's awesome, man. So you're a Godsmack you fan. You need to come to Jacksonville. So what you said you said you're a Godsmack fan. My, my mouth never stops. You're a Godsmack fan, I, I take it. No, not really. I mean, if you heard one album, you've heard them all. But you got <laughs> That's that true. perfect voice, and you look like him, and you sound like him. You think I sound? You, you think I look like just, Sully, huh? Uh, you do. You got that very good, deep radio voice, like that. I swear to goodness, if you could say this is Coast to Coast Radio coming to you, it's like, oh hell no! My God, you know I. I you got that. There's a couple of Godsmack songs I really liked. I, and I, I saw Godsmack open for Metallica once. I saw them do their live drum battle and all that stuff. But um, I think you asked oh, yeah. you asked uh, if I ever play my music on the air. And I, I, I actually do use... That's right. I, use, I could not find nothing about your music nowhere. I'm like, dude, I watch, I watch you all the time, brother. I'm like, okay. I promise you, you you've seen it. You play guitar, I'm a drummer. I'm like, come on, I got to find this stuff. You have seen it. I Because I, I play Set the Charge, my band, on on the show for for extended breaks from time to time and uh, okay, i I, okay. I, pro I promise you you have seen it but you know what i'll do i'll make sure that i play uh i'll play one of it maybe for for tomorrow after a break or something like that and i'll i'll, I'll get some into into rotation again and i'm, I'm gonna tell you something crazy nah. there's only one video of me playing drums in my band called twisted psycho that's twisted with a z T W I Z T E D mm -hmm. Psycho, right? And it's a song called Too Much Blood is Alcohol. Too much what is alcohol? And we Too Much Blood in My Alcohol. Oh, too much blood in my alcohol. Okay. I think you said too much yeah. butt. And I, I, I I'm I'm the big two hundred and sixty pound drummer that they're playing drums in a tiny gig on a night where only two people showed up. Bobby and Roddy showed up and Hell, we had a blast. You know what I mean? Whatever. Well, I, you check that out. Check it out. It's it's a stupid song. But okay, it's B playing. It's the only one I got on. YouTube All right, there. I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at it, and uh, and, and thank you for the call. And uh, email the show if you ever want to share any more of your music. And I'll make sure if you're watching tomorrow at some point or or Friday, I'll I'll play some set the charge. I'll mix it in there. Thanks for the call, my friend. It's good to talk to you again. Hey, can I tell you one more thing? Real quick, go ahead. I want you to check out the movie called Ponty Pool, P-O-N-T-Y Pool, P-O-O-L-E. It's from Ponty Pool, Michigan. Okay. It's a movie about a DJ, and you remind me of this guy playing the, playing the DJ in the booth. Ponty Pool. Ponty Pool. All right. I'm going to have to write that one down. Uh, or you, or right. you, or you can it, brother. E email me and, and, re and uh, remind me, too. Thank you so much, Jacksonville. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. Sully from Godsmack. I never gotten that one before. Uh You know what I really loved about last night? The Akira the Don music break. The fact that it was live, the fact that he was um he, he had something very special picked out for us. That he was shouting out the show while he was doing it, and we got that Paul Harvey mix, and it was just so hello. The whole thing was pretty rad, and I, I, I got to make sure that I I get the music back into the uh, the swing of things here. It is two 
well, there's always music, but we need more of it. We need more. Now, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on QuiteFrankly.tv, it's Wednesday, so that means it's Rabbit Hole Wednesday. So we're going to take you down a rabbit hole, and we're going to leave you there for the entire night and into the early morning. So um, right now, I'm going to go to our Super Chats, and I'm going to make sure that we are all caught up. Then we're going to take the last couple of minutes of the show off, and I'm going to invite you to go over there and hang out. I have a wonderful, very generous Super Chat from PDR111 on Rumble that says, Frank, many of us are outcasts from our families. We can't save face. They see us as sour grapes. They are literally zombies. I can only hide my real self and pretend it's okay. Well, don't be like that. I know it's it, it's not it's easier said than done, but it's up to you to what you're going to put yourself into, to what you're going to put your time into. It's totally think about someone like Albert. All right, I'm going to use Albert Frederick over there in uh, in the in the Discord as an example and in the Twitch. He's an ambassador, one of the ambassadors for the Twitch chat. Albert Frederick is a guy who takes the uh, the comedian's approach. I'm talking about the comedian from The Watchmen. Takes the comedian's approach to all things. It's all a big joke. And he, he identifies um, a, a lot of the, 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 the craziness around us pretty, pretty frequently questions reality pretty frequently i'm sure he's pretty fun to talk to at thanksgiving dinner and um and that's just it you have to be able to keep yourself buoyant and light you have to do it and you have got to not be too uh, addicted to the content surge and you've got to watch old movies and you got to listen to good music and you got to get outside and you got to read books you got to write in a diary you got to you got to you got to take care of yourself that's it the zombies do you really want to be back in the matrix is ignorance really that blissful some days it feels like it is but it's not it's not it's crazy because as much as a sometimes like oh man I, I wish I can go back to that and I don't really know I don't I don't I don't I don't want to go back to high school I don't want to go back to anything just want to be here and um, no matter how how rough of going, uh, how rough a go it is, you just got to be present, and it gets easier. Ranger L says Biden now Fetterman. If Hobbs wins twenty twenty four, will feature Democrat candidates in coma since signing candidate paperwork. Yeah, a lot of a lot of coma. Well, if they're creating if they're creating candidates for the ma- the matrix, you think about that. It's just a lot of bodies just sleeping in pods. So Fetterman would be a hero to those people. NJSF says instead of fixing DC, we should concentrate on reducing its local influence. As you uh, as you said in local matters, yeah, it, and it's so simple too. It's so simple. But even local police forces get federal money now. That's how how insidious this is. You remember when Chris Ann Hall came on to talk about how bad the COVID um, PPP uh, money was? That it comes with all strings attached. So first you have the government that is committing to lockdown measures that it has no authority to do. That puts people into a precarious situation where they are 
starving to death and their businesses on the verge of collapse. Then they send out all this relief funds, and with the relief funds comes the um, the the strings attached that you have to abide by any number of federal federal uh, mandates for blah 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 because you're now technically a contractor for the federal government. That's um, that is how insidious all of this is with the block grants and the money that is that is stolen first by the federal government and the IRS and then redistributed as bribery that takes away. So it takes a long time and you have to start a local and you have to see, especially if you're going to be a mayor or a city councilman, you want to see, number one, are we getting any federal money and how can we do some crafty things here locally to start rejecting this money saying, no, we don't want to be a part of the program. You have to get your sheriff on board, things like that, because that's how that's how they get you even there too. Our little town over here gets federal assistance for things like that with police. In fact, in fact, because the people who run my village over here did not want it, this is a crazy thing, because you know that Democrat run hell holes. They love all the money they can get from the feds. They're going to get it. Well, under Trump, because he was trying to encourage. INS and illegal immigration um, uh, operations, you know, pretty much ICE, to go out there and try to curb illegal immigration and get, uh, like, violently criminal illegal aliens out of the country. You had villages like mine who were so cash poor that they're selling off all of its, uh, every corner that they can to developers to create some tax dollars over here, actually reject federal money for their police forces because it would actually uh, force them to abide by whatever kind of ICE operations were going on. They didn't want to aid ICE because like 65% of this this uh, this town is illegal immigrant now. So that was very rare. They said no thank you to the federal money under Trump because they would have to they'd have to uh, aid ICE in some some operations. So incredible incredible but that's what i'm leaving you with tonight money tomorrow is another day and i i really do appreciate you all for the company as always and i leave you in the loving arms of everybody over there at quite frankly.tv wednesday night programming is about to kick off and you guys are going to see me at seven o'clock tomorrow that's right, 7 o'clock tomorrow, we do it all over again, and I believe that we have Ryan Gable on tomorrow for the Thursday night show. We're talking about Sabbatean Frankism. We're talking about the cult of Saturn, Black Cube stuff, and where we are now. Maybe a little bit of Lord of the Rings at the end. So, ladies and gents, I hope to see you here tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Bring your family, bring your friends. We're going back into the deep end. It's going to be a lot less headlines tomorrow. We had to do nights like this, and I hope you understand. But um, thank you, guys, and uh, email the show. Please become a monthly sponsor of the show. Uh, Subscribestar does not use PayPal. Um, even even Patreon does not use PayPal. So uh, Squarespace, right through, quite frankly, TV, does not use PayPal. Become a sponsor for as little as $1 a month. I'd love to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been great to me tonight, and I will see you all tomorrow. I'll catch you on the flip side.
Roy Franklin's Film Before a Live studio audience, and now our Super Chatters, starting with... Oh, PD, uh, PD, uh, what is this? PDR111. I also want to thank everybody that's hanging out with us on the Foxhole to Goldstar007. Anybody else I miss, I'm sorry. Uh, Patriot Angie for Liberty on Rockfin. And tomorrow we just do more. See you then. <laughs>